0: In a big country dream, stay with you. Look, the lover's voice from the mouth inside. Donkey?
1: Yes.
2: Where
0: the hell have you
1: been? I've been around the world and everywhere. I've been up and down the country. Oh, been-
0: I heard you went to that Scotch land, didn't you? yes don't they eat that that stuff that that you know that hagweed haggis that yeah that's what i said the hagweed yes
1: haggis Uh, not not hagweed
0: what is that why you went up there to have the hagweed
1: no i didn't go specifically for haggis well I...
0: i don't like it when you're gone oh did you miss me no i ain't saying that i just don't like it
1: you just want to know that i'm here well
0: i can't do me singing then can i
1: Fair enough. We're back. We're
2: back, Kenny! Daniel!
1: Hello, 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 hello. With me in the studio after a long absence, Marsha and Sylvia.
0: Yay, what up, people? Hello.
1: Where have you guys been?
0: Dookie, you know, it's a long story, and we've been... We've been around the world, and we, 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 we ain't seen that Dookie!
1: Fair enough, and welcome back.
0: Yeah, Dookie, we've decided that... Any time that we need to answer a question that could be long-winded or a bit boring, like the answer, we'll just have Irene to, like, work it out in song.
1: Will you be doing that in your own life outside I of the Dookie radio show? I think we do that in show. our own life.
0: You know, like a, they say a picture paints a thousand words? Yes. Well, Irene's song paints a million words.
1: It certainly Doesn't
0: it? A number because of words. she answered the question, she did it very accurately, and yes. she did it in a much more entertaining way than either myself or Martha could, I think. True. Don't you think Martha Yeah, I think I think she could just sing my whole life, basically, and then I never have to talk again. That means that Did you ever get tired of talking? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. That probably wouldn't be good, you know, if you're doing a radio show. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I just want to zip it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I want to do it, like, when I go for a coffee. Like, you know, what do you want? You know, she could sing, you know, large black Americano. And, you know, it would be funny, it would be entertaining. And I could, you know, just, like, not have to talk to anybody.
1: So the two of you would like to recruit the services of... A pensioner, singer, soothsayer, yeah, I think we're gonna keep her on retainer right. How much will you be paying Irene for her services of storytelling well, I don't the know art what are we song? gonna
0: are we gonna bang out the contract right here on air or are we gonna Why not? what? I mean, is that wow? That's gonna be pretty entertaining.
1: <laughs> You've been away a long while. I we've been to away
0: a long time, but you know, all people need to know is that me and me and Silver, you know, we're still shacked up together, good good roommates, and uh, we've been around the world. And I, I, and oh, I, I, we, oui, oui, oui. I have met Martha's
1: family. Oh, you went to Ohio. We did. How did you get on? Like Chrissy Hind. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, rocked it. Yeah, well, who wouldn't love Sylph? They're very lovely people. Very lovely indeed. The MacDonald family. Oh, you know, my family, everyone, cousins, everyone, everyone loves the Sylph. Every, you know, there was a point, you know, Dookie, I know that you were panicked that we weren't coming back from there. And you made it remember when you made us promise to bring you like Reese's peanut butter cups back, even though you can get those over here now. We did indeed stop off at Quick Mart to buy you some white cheddar cheese popcorn because that you can't get here. No. And that was like that was like you telling us like you gotta come back. You know, that was like you getting like a deposit. You're coming Mm. back. And are you enjoying the white cheddar cheese popcorn here?
1: Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: I don't understand why you Brits can't do cheesy popcorn. I mean, why is it so hard? I think there's
1: something in that. I think we should.
0: I had it here once and it was like it was like sweet, but it was like cheese. It was like sweet cheese. It was ring. You know, I, I like in my most PMSE even even still.
1: When it's been produced here, cheesy popcorn has been non-committal, really. It should make its mind up. Sweet or savory.
0: Yeah, it's it's rank. You got to you got to fly across an ocean to get that stuff.
1: You you got it. Well, thanks for coming back and many many thanks for the the bounty of junk food that I look forward to uh, consuming probably in the next 24 hours, all in one go.
0: Dookie, let's face it, and Marcia, don't take this the wrong way. Marcia has a lot of making up to do to you, doesn't you, Dookie? About what
1: happened in Scotland. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Shit went down. Yeah. Shit went down. You
0: know, yeah. Shit happens.
1: Shit happens. Have you forgiven her, Dookie? Absolutely. I wasn't that upset to begin with. It was. Dookie, it's ruined your whole life. An unfortunate series of events that led to an even more unfortunate series of reactions to that event.
0: It's ruined your entire life, Dookie. How long has it been going on? We've been back for a week now. Yes. And let's face it, I don't think you're having the best week you've ever had in your life.
1: I've had better weeks, but I've had worse weeks. Didn't you have to pull two pensioners off of each other? That is true. Can you no, see how English I've true. gotten?
0: I say pensioners now, not like senior citizens. Didn't you have to put... Weren't they scratching each other's eyes
1: out? Fists were... Wow. Fists were wow. being made and mouths were indeed being hit. Did you like There was a literally tiny amount of blood that I saw really <laughs> genuinely it was pretty intense <laughs> the irony being is that earlier this month i went to rebellion you know a punk festival yeah in yeah, Blackpool. yeah no bloodshed i come back to london i'm in made vale which if you don't know london is a posh area and i see two pensioners going at it having a fight that is they weren't
0: did you like literally get in between them I did. Like, literally, like in the movies.
1: I ended up sounding a bit like a hippie. I think my voice suddenly became a bit like that.
0: How old were they?
1: I would say the younger of the two was... Please say they were like 100. The younger of the two would have been in her late 60s, and the more senior person was mid-70s.
0: Okay, so that's kind of unfair fight. (laughs) Really? Because you can be in your mid-60s and still be pretty ganky. Genki, I, which I is got Japanese, that, I got that word from you. Yes, I like that word. It's
1: a Japanese word for health. You know, you know, sprightly, feeling well, yes, sprightly. Yes. yeah.
0: So you can be in your, you know, that's not old, really. No. Yeah. So and, and but who was giving it
1: more? You know, who was giving it more? The bottom line is that the older of the two was the one dominating their blood. The blood that I saw came from the mouth of the young'un.
0: Are we talking two men or two women or two non-gendered? It's two women.
1: Oh, two women. Two women.
0: Oh, see, isn't that how sexist of me? I I was Mm. actually picturing two men. Two women. And, Dookie, may I ask what the issue was?
1: The bottom line is, I don't know. The senior member who was the more angry of the two... I believe she's Spanish, or from a Spanish-speaking part of the world. Right. And her English ability was really limited. And the person who had a bloody mouth was a bit Jesus. in shock and then kind of mumbling a bit. Because wow. you know Maybe the dentures had been moved about. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, all right. Yeah. And th- there seemed to be an issue with shopping And where they were going. Jesus. So how did it end? It ended with me being (laughs) hippy-dukey. I was like, you know, come on, guys. You should love each other. It's a beautiful day. I think I said it's a beautiful day. And it was. The sun was out. Uh, I could see the sun glistening in the blood of the person's mouth. Jesus.
0: So what, did they uh, waddle off in their separate ways or what? I'm not being ageist. I just sorry. I, I don't mean to be ageist. It's just a funny thing. You think by the time you get to that age, you, hopefully you'd be over all that rage, and but apparently
1: not. No, no. It's it, I think anger can manifest itself in a violent way at any age, and uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, I I for me the main issue is divide and conquer. So I separated them, and I thought. The best thing to do is tell the person who had the bloody mouth, listen, do you want to go to the cafe over there? Get whatever you want. I'll pay for it. I even kind of popped into the independent coffee retailer. There are other places. (laughs) There are national chains. There are international chains. There is Costa. And just put it this way. The people in the coffee shop were aware of what was going on. I gave the thumbs up, showed my card, and just indicated, yes, I'll... This person can get whatever they want. And then it became Operation Help the the Spaniard or South American or wherever this person was from. Sounds like she's from Rageville. Uh, yes. Okay. And I just needed to get them, divide Dookie,
0: them. Let, I'm and just I gonna...
1: escorted her home.
0: Dookie. Yes. That was only a mere raindrop in the shitstorm that has been your week.
1: A mere trickle of blood.
0: That was just a mere dro- a droplet of dew Yes, from the sounds of it yes. in your shitstorm of a
1: week. My peacekeeping mission ultimately was successful, but some of the more dark events that have happened in the last week, well, they're unresolved.
0: Yeah, and your dog is was sick of a, Sick as a dog, right?
1: Yes, poor Molly the Sprolly. Molly the sprawly Hasn't been well. Is she better? She is better, yes. Okay. Thank you, Thank you. yes. She has a
0: very poorly elbow.
1: Yes. She, That's a terrible elbow. Her elbow became infected. There's a, a condition which has a very long Latin name that I cannot remember. But in English terms, it, it was fucking nasty. I think it's a technical term. Yeah, terminology. it looks pretty grim from where I'm yes. sitting.
0: But yeah, uh, so she's better. But And then you've had some band dinglings that you won't want to go into. And, there have
1: been band dinglings. Yeah,
0: and then we won't talk about your parking ticket because that's my fault. But anyway should we just say okay so we're all in scotland together for the fringe so that we can do you know show you know this show
1: yes about fob Fringe. Off. yes fob off the fringe
0: yeah so uh i don't know why that you're the fob that unlocks your volvo is not attached to your keys. Now, I'm not saying it's your fault because it's clearly my fault that this happened. I'm just saying that that was a recipe for disaster. Marsha, before we go into this. Yeah.
1: Here's what smells in Dukey's car this week. For many people, the humble Volvo estate car or station wagon, as it's known in other parts of the world, is the ultimate suburban family vehicle. An ideal means to get a family with two kids and a Labrador from point A to point B. My own Volvo 850 SE estate car, however, is very different. It's a rock and roll touring machine that's transported musicians and musical equipment to gigs across Europe. It's seen many venues and encountered even more smells. Now we're going to find out what smells in Dookie's car this week. Bone Swap, here's a song about a man with a car and a big problem. Do you want to guess what smells in Dookie's car? I want to know. Yeah. And do you want to guess the stench in his mouth? I want
2: to a shot.
1: And what the hell's the source of that whiff? What is causing that nasty nifty? Investigating that funky punk in Dukey's car. Oh,
2: yeah! What yeah. stinks?
1: Do you know what smells in Dukey's car this week? I have no idea. Do you know why? Why? The fob. The fucking fob, man. Hence the title of this instalment of the Dookie radio show. Fob off the fringe has nothing to do with disdain or any opinion about the Fringe Festival. The Fringe Festival in its 69th year, the rudest of all years, was absolutely brilliant. But something happened with the Volvo's... Fob. The fucking fob.
0: The why? Fucking fob. Why is the thing, the piece of plastic that locks and unlocks your car, a completely separate entity to the key that starts the
1: car? Because recently it tore apart from the rest of the key. Okay,
0: so that's a recipe for disaster. So when Dookie gives me the fob for the car, because I left my phone charger in there, and then I go get the phone charger from the car, and then I stick the fob in my pocket, and then the fob falls out of my pocket, a chain of events unravels that is more... It's just horrifying than anything that Stephen King has ever dreamed up in his life,
1: right? Indeed. Indeed.
0: So that led to
1: a whole your ultimate
0: downfall, yeah.
1: Yes. Dookie. Listeners, sorry, yes. I'd
0: like to explain the concept of the big job love. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, Dookie? If you live in the UK... I think that you're pretty well acquainted with the concept of the big job love. Yes. Do you think so?
1: If you live in this country, you will definitely have come across at some stage a big job love interaction.
0: So this is the concept of where you hire any person to come over and repair something for you that is in some way broken. Yes. Yes. And whether this job is big or small, this person who is normally showing probably at least two inches of butt crack.
1: That goes without saying.
0: Will take the most cursory of looks at whatever it is that's broken. So say it's your washing machine. Mm. And whatever it is, So one time I had like my washing machine. I hadn't cleaned out my filter in a while and it had like naughty. I know it's terrible. I'm no, I'm a terrible, dirty slut. Uh, a slutty zoo. Slutty Whoa, something she to say might about say that. something. I mean, she can come over and clean my filter. So I had a very, very tiny little itty bitty screw in my filter, so it was messing up my washing machine. Now, what the big job love person does is he takes the most cursory of looks at the washing machine, takes a swift intake of breath in through his teeth, like like so shakes his head as though he's giving you literally days to live and says oh, big job love big job Oh, big job love yes usually in an accent that's somewhat like that
1: It seldom is. you know, oh goodness i hate to say this but it really is a big job
0: yes love. and it's hardly ever going to be don't worry this is literally the work of minutes no, mate, this will take no time at yeah, all. Yeah, you're never going to get that, are you? I could sort this out in seconds. Exactly. So when it was, yeah, big it's, job, it's just, and when I had my washing machine fixed that one time, I was just like, well, all you have to do, he sold me the screw. He took it out and then he put the filter back and then he said, you're done. So I was like, well, what's, what was with a big job, love? Because it wasn't really a big job at all. It was actually a very
1: teeny tiny job. That he could which have... cost
0: me an awful lot of money
1: absolutely yeah the call out charge the labour Yes. Mm. so
0: when we were in a situation when we found that the fob was missing and I remember saying to you let's just hope that the guy from the recovery the auto recovery place isn't a Scottish version of a big job love
1: mm. Dookie what was he? He was the Scottish version of a, a big job.
0: Jesus guy. Christ, he told us that we were all... he practic- Let's face it, he practically told us that the three of us were all going to die. He basically showed up, took one look at the car, took a swift intake of breath like Sylvia very beautifully demonstrated, and said, you're all going to fucking
1: die. That might be a slight exaggeration, but only slightly. Dookie, it's mm. the first time we've ever seen Marcia cry. Marsha I didn't pride. cry.
0: I didn't cry. It, I was ooh, just
1: some welling up.
0: A little took place. in need of some whiskey.
1: You're in Scotland, of course.
0: Jesus, I mean, he showed up, took one look at the car, heard the explanation that we couldn't unlock it. Well, we could unlock it, but it wouldn't drive because the alarm immobilized the whole goddamn car.
1: That's right. Basically, without the fob, the car. Turned into a two-ton brick.
0: Basically. And then and then proceeded to tell us that we, we were never going to get home, that we'll probably never see the car again, that because the car is a Swedish make that... D- Detlef f- from Stockholm was going to have to be contacted because he's the only guy in the fucking world that knows anything about the fucking fob for the fucking Volvo and then said good luck you guys don't have a fucking hope in hell.
1: And by the way, this car's parks in the in a lower ground floor NCP. That he couldn't even get his truck into. <laughs> our recovery vehicle won't fit so we need to wait for a four by four to turn up to take your brick that probably will never be able to travel on britain's highways byways and indeed alleyways for at least a year
0: Dicky, the thing that really pees me off you know i'll try to cut down on my swearing here it really pees me off that basically he was right
1: he was right
0: yeah but i didn't you know did any of the three of us need to hear that at that moment you're all going fucking freaky nuts because your dog is only 25 miles away in a boarding kennel and you're thinking how the hell am i going to get my dog home and i'm thinking jesus if i come between this man and his dog i am toast mm. right
1: and my volvo yeah and the guys
0: and Volvo. volvo for that the matter, two yes. things in the world that you love the most your car and your dog and i've just like gotten in the middle of the two of them i'm like you between those two old people yes right
1: what goes around comes yeah around. well
0: exactly so how can a piece of plastic so then you get the rental car home park it in what your spot yes do you pay for that spot yes number 77 right yes because it's the year of punk yes is that why you got it
1: (laughs) i would like to say yes but dookie uh... (laughs) did
0: you ask for number 77 really
1: (laughs) i am so punk that
0: is so punk
1: no it it was just chance 77 was given to me dookie how much how,
0: how much money do you spend for that spot Like, do you pay, like, a year?
1: I pay on a weekly basis through the local council. Do
0: you really pay weekly? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Honestly. Dookie, that's the most bureaucratic thing I've ever heard of. But isn't your car (laughs) parked there all the time? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so how much... (laughs) The council takes money out once a week. That's like paying your mortgage weekly. Like, surely that's more paperwork or, you know, what stands in for paperwork nowadays what part Surely. of
1: what part of the word council did you not understand okay so how much do you pay a week it's quite inexpensive Now go on London. how much
0: how much is it about three pounds
1: three pounds so that's
0: 12 pounds a month yes still it's money you know it's, oh, it's it money is, it is money that's like five cups of coffee right there yes right so five cups of coffee you pay for that parking space right and you park the rental car there Yes. And don't you have to put some card in it or something? Yes,
1: a scratch card. You hours. have
0: people coming to visit you so yes. they can park on in your parking lot, That's right? That's right, yeah, yeah. So you had one of those in it, and you still got a ticket.
1: Yes. So my Volvo is, <laughs> by the way, it's missing. We, we have no idea what a Volvo is. We know it left Scotland, because when we were driving in the courtesy car that the insurance company provided... That was provided, incredible,
0: man. That was incredible. A needle in a
1: haystack would be a more likely find than the us the
0: haystackier stack of the M6.
1: than us while driving home from edinburgh seeing our car on the back of a lorry with many many other cars getting off a junction that would have taken that vehicle our lovely volvo and the many other cars that were with it to north wales that was more than a week ago. The Volvo has not made it to London because in Edinburgh, the local garages couldn't do anything with it. And.
0: Yeah, and Mr. Scottish Big Job Love guy was right. He was right. Like, you're never going to see the car again. I, I, you better make
1: arrangements. Alternative arrangements is what I, he you said. You know,
0: I don't. I'm just glad your insurance covered the toe because. Whoa. I know you were going to take the National Express home. And if you don't know the National Express, just think, you know, you're on a bus.
1: Listen, there's a track by the Divine Comedy, which gives you a flavor Uh, for the National Express.
0: Nobody needs to be on cross-country a bus. Nobody. Sylv, have you ever taken a bus cross-country? No, I am not i don't have the bravery or the courage for that i just really don't
1: in the americas have you ever done the greyhound thing
0: no that's what i mean i just could not even countenance getting on a cross-country bus because i just think i just think midnight cowboy Mm. don't they take a bus
1: they do yes and
0: isn't it kind of not great
1: There are other means of transport available, should you wish to...
0: Dog bless all the people out there who are taking the Greyhound or the National Express. I just find myself being very cowardly because I hear nothing but horror stories. I
1: did half a tour using Greyhound exclusively when our vehicle had had died. That is very frightening to me. And it was really weird. For four different legs of that tour... I was sitting next to members of the Mennonite community, because myself and the other band members, shall we say we needed some time away from each other? Ah, I got you. And uh, the Mennonites, very smartly dressed, excellent. Uh, least
0: less likely to, you know headwear. Go, yeah. Mm. you know, they're, they're less likely to go postal. I mean, surely.: True. True. Is that a stereotype? Yeah, it was a nice one
1: right the Mennonites we're not likely to go postal please visit our communities uh hello uh welcome uh would you like to buy us some corn
0: you know I just don't want to sit next to anybody
1: that's likely to go postal
0: I used to work with this woman who had been, she had quite a shady background by the time I met her. She was like in her 40s when I met her. And she had a pretty shady background that she wouldn't talk about very much. But I knew she'd been married once before, at least once. And I asked her about it once. And the only thing she said was, never marry a man you meet on public transport. And I just thought, yeah, she met her husband on a bus and I'm thinking he didn't turn out to be all that kind of a nice kind of guy. That's all I'm saying. So? So the thought of you taking National Express actually made me want to go postal. For, you know, for like a piece of fucking plastic people. That's all it is. How can it bring down somebody's whole life? This has been a week now. And, and the money, my God. I mean, how much was your parking ticket? parking
1: pocket 100 pounds jesus to charge me for the privilege of being in the car park space that you that pay I, for. yeah that I pay for on yeah. a weekly basis yeah a uh, weekly yeah and using my scratch card for visitors yeah. so i became my own visitor yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I, and, you know, I'm
1: contesting it, incidentally.
0: Are you? Yes. Oh, we're going to go all like what Kramer versus Kramer on their ass. <laughs> uh, why am I? Why is that the first legal drama that b- pops into my mind? I don't understand that, but <laughs> I mean, that I'll about, go with it. That was about custody
1: and divorce.
0: But, you know, yeah, it's you get a similar the idea. kind of Yeah, I, you know, like, yes. you can't handle the truth kind of thing. Is it going to go all like that?
1: Absolutely, oh, yes. Oh, cool! I'm going to deal with the British traffic version of Jack Nicholson in, in A Few Good Men.
0: Ah, oh, that's... Dicky. you know, I'm going to be making you ZD for the rest of my life. Because you like my ZD, right? Yes. So, you know, there isn't enough ZD that can make up for all the... All the inconvenience that it truly did turn out to be a big job. Love,
1: the fob was lost. Shit happens. Yes, and we got back to London in a reasonably sane state of mind. The, the, the three of us. Yuki,
0: can I just say the one four thing.
1: of us if you include the dog? Yeah, I don't mean to make anybody feel worse. Mm. Your dog was pretty traumatized. This is true. She loves that Volvo. Duke Radio Show listeners will not believe this.
0: Yeah, this is where I can't (laughs) handle anymore.
1: So we, in the hire car, the courtesy car, a cute little Ford Fiesta. There are other cars. There are other means of transport. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a Lego
1: car. We drive to Fife, where the kennels who have enjoyed Molly the Spolly's company are based. Great kennels run by a lovely Scottish family. It would be really weird if it was run by, you know, a Lithuanian family. You know, hello, welcome to thief. I really wish it was. I wanted a dog. I, I like. really wish
0: it was, yeah. But it's not. It's run by a lovely Scottish family.
1: They are lovely, lovely people. The dog was really, really well looked after. And Marcia. I know you're not a dog person. But no. even you have to admit. No, I don't have to. When Molly was... Give 'em back to us. Yeah. She was sniffing around looking for the Volvo. She did We I opened didn't... the door to the Ford Fiesta and she really did give us uh yeah. what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I don't type really
0: know about this stuff, but she does seem to like your Volvo and she you know, she didn't need to kind of be hoisted into this plastic Lego Ford. So
1: yeah, It's about familiarity, and it's a paddock. The Volvo is a paddock that she's familiar with.
0: I think I'm going to go off now and make you another tray of ziti. Uh, She does make very good ziti.
1: Oh, gorgeous.
0: She only started making that after she was watching The Sopranos. It took us
1: (laughs) 17 years to get round to watching (laughs) The Sopranos. That show... They were always eating ziti. and went, had their last episode in, what, 2006, and we only just got round to you know binge what? watching that bad boy earlier in the year. I couldn't
0: really get through all of it, but I just found it very repetitive. But the thing that really bugged me was every time he was eating her caramel ziti, mm. he wasn't enjoying it. He would just sit there being angry and stabbing at it with a fork. Mm. That's it. So I'm thinking, well, if you, she probably makes a really rockin' ziti, at least saying, enjoy yeah. it. I mean, put your anger aside for a few minutes. My gosh.
1: Uh, Marsha, I love your zt. It is beautiful. I, I, I appreciate that. So get back to London. The dog is traumatized. The Volvo is at that particular stage when we got back here somewhere in Wales. And I get a fucking parking ticket despite using a scratch card and my own parking bay.
0: You know what music I think you should end this episode with? I think you should end it with, you know, and where is the Volvo? Dun, dun, da! You know, that kind of thing. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, we genuinely don't know. To be, we don't know.
1: Yeah, th- this segment is called What Smells in Dukey's Car This Week? And the bottom line is, I, I don't know. Dun- I don't know where the car is.
0: If if anybody to
1: a local garage,
0: if anyone out there is in North Wales, can you just walk outside now and have a look around for a dark green Volvo station wagon with a with a
1: gray roof box? You just you know, we'll wait. And if you see it, hug it, hug it for me. Anyway, that's what smells in in Dookie's car.
0: Yeah, we have no freaking idea. So, it's I guess... It's lonely.
1: It's lonely. Yeah,
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: And now you know what cars at home. And now you cool, know. oh, blimey, mate. Big job, love. Big job.
0: Talk to me in German. Ooh, that gets me hot.
1: The Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Talk to me.
0: The last time we were there... We had puppet rage. We did. We had puppet rage because it was just a month before the Scottish referendum. Not the Brexit referendum, the Scottish referendum.
1: That's right, yeah. So two years ago that we last went to the Fringe. And we had angry puppets. The porridge was made with hate. We had hateful porridge.
0: And this time, everybody was so lovely. The porridge was made with love.
1: It was so lovely to be back in scotland again a bit of my heart is still in edinburgh i have to say
0: yeah and you danced with a very lovely woman uh a
1: comfortable shoe wearing woman
0: yeah my kind of woman liked her a lot uh in maz i call it maz because i can't stand to say mum
1: a fantastic calf dare i say it's my fave calf on yes, the planet. Yeah, it's pretty
0: cool. They they're super friendly in there, and we had
1: puppet rage. And we also had puppet rage. So, no yes, we didn't have puppet rage at the calf.
0: No, uh, if Sylves never seen me cry, I've never seen her get that angry.
1: Yes, he gave me the rage, Stooky. We went to see, and that that was this puppet rage, was from this most recent fringe visit. I'm waking in the night thinking about him. An Australian puppet at that. I don't like him.
0: Like the last time there was puppet rage, it was Scottish falsetto sock puppets, which I do indeed love to say. Um, And they were just rageful little sock puppets. But they're inherently they're wonderful. And we saw them again this year. And they are just wonderful, wonderful, life uh, affirming beings. Mm. So, you know, we all have our rageful moments. Yes. And they are completely and utterly forgiven.
1: Yes. This
0: other purple puppet, Mm. he needs to go away.
1: The first half of the show was amazing and the second half was reserved for the release of relentless bile.
0: I think that if a certain presidential candidate with very odd hair... Mm were a purple puppet he would be this puppet yes because i don't go to the fringe to be shouted at by a puppet and he had a pop at us for leaving
1: yes we left early
0: and, and i'm a vegetarian and he was like shouting at people like he had a pop at us saying oh we must be meat lovers and because he was like all about the veganism and i thought i'm going to not be very nice to him if I ever meet him in person mm. or in puppet.
1: Yeah. The puppet or the puppeteer.
0: Both. She got the rage in a puppet. That was, ri- that was, should we call it felt rage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm a meat eater <laughs> myself, but you know, felt is made out of rabbit and this guy's going on about how he hates people who aren't vegans. And I'm like, well, what is your puppet made out of Mr. Man?
1: So yeah, that went so good. And it was the only show that we saw this year Where we left before.
0: Yeah, but to be honest, we would have left the other one, but we were like crammed into the corner of the room and leaving would have been a pretty big deal because the room was only as big as like, you know, Mm. a bathroom in a really small house.
1: Our ratio of good to bad shows was quite amazing. We did very, very well. It was only two absolute stinkers that we went to see. She
0: needed to get a show. You know what I mean? Like yes. she didn't actually have a show. What she had were some blatherings. Yes. She blathered.
1: Yes. Yeah. And she called upon suggestions from the audience to propel half of that show. So, in effect, we've spent 11 pounds each to be given the privilege of seeing this middle-class woman reciting bits of info that she got from the audience and those bits overshadowed her act before it
0: yeah she was all about you know how funny it is being middle class but all she did was talk about food so like you know if you shop at this store you must be really middle class if you eat hummus then you're middle class if you like falafels then you must be middle class and it was when I saw the woman that was sitting in front of me flop her head down onto the shoulder of the person sitting next to her as though to say, please kill me now if this show goes on any longer that I thought, good, at least I'm not alone. And, and she quoted from a crappy review she had last year where the critic said, this woman isn't a stand-up comedian. And I was thinking, well, yeah, you're not dog bless her as you and sylve say uh every review she had that i read was pretty bad but you know she didn't seem to care no it didn't seem to bother her. like even her sound guy
1: left that is quite telling.
0: Like every show we went to, like one show, I was sitting next to the sound guy and he was laughing. And I was thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. He's probably heard this show like nine million times. Mm. He's still laughing. Whereas her sound guy left. And I was thinking, y- take us all with you. And he only came back in for what, the last 30 seconds?
1: Yes, to cue some hilarious music interlude.
0: So, yeah. So, the and I was thinking, well, class comes down to a lot of other things, especially in this country, other than food. Mm. You know, you could, like, you don't you have a National Trust sticker in your missing car? Oh, my God, you do. Yeah. Jesus, you know, that's. I do.
1: I do. Yeah, but yes. if people
0: don't know what that is, what. Sil, what is it? If it entitles you, does it not, Dookie, to go to, like, Stately homes, which are owned by the National Trust, which has been set up to preserve the history of the country. Is that succinct enough without being boring? So say you could go to a stately home or manor as a tourist to have a look around. And as a National Trust member, you do that for free. Indeed.
1: Well, you pay a fee
0: and then for a year you, you
1: can visit as many stately homes and or places of historical significance and you can get free parking. Rock and roll. Yes.
0: So that's pretty middle class, right? Yes. I mean, I, persp- I don't consider myself to be, you know, particularly one class or another. About you know, when I'm eating hummus, I just think, you know, it's ground up chickpeas. Who cares? I don't, you know, what? Who cares?
1: Okay, quick question. What? Waitrose or Sainsbury's?
0: Well, whichever one's closer. Oh. I think we should explain that in this country, Waitrose is kind of like, it means that you've got a bit of money. Bec- you go to Waitrose because, you know, you could do a normal weekly shop there, but it's more expensive and you can get like truffles. Like the mushroom truffles, not the chocolate truffles. Well, you could get those too. Mm. Whereas Sainsbury's is more like, you know, just kind of middling, right? Yes. So you, like, if you've got a family and you've got less... Means, you go but it's still okay right i mean it's not it's perfectly fine i bet you're what are you like a nothing but you're kind of what are you like a whole foods guy you like harvey (laughs) what are you harrods food hall no no, i'm
1: not i'm genuinely not like do you
0: even buy food
1: what (laughs) what is food i've
0: been around at your house i've seen you eat nothing but peanut butter and toast and your ziti and, pa- and yeah my ziti <laughs> so you know i mean but who cares i mean everybody talks about food like jesus could we stop could we just talk about something else
1: the good stuff that we saw yes Now, our ratio of good to bad shows the best. We've been to the Fringe together many, many, many times. Our sixth Fringe, I believe. We would genuinely give four or five stars out of five to the majority of the productions that we You're saw. You're going to have one of them on your show.
0: And it feels like having a celebrity on the show. Yes, I'm gloss. very,
1: very excited. Oh, yes. Milo. Milo McCabe, who has a character He's called... He's He is. He has a character named Troy Hawk, who is this Errol Flynn lookalike, who... He
0: was very funny and he was free.
1: Yes. The free fringe. Who would have thunk it?
0: Dookie, how much Humble Pie did we have to shovel in truckloads of Humble Pie? Because when we went to see the lovely and very amazing Pippa Evans, her show was free. Mm. And we were scoffing when we were in line. We were scoffing, thinking this is probably going to be terrible because it's in a rather insalubrious pub. Yes. And it's free, so it must be terrible, right?
1: You assume that you get what you pay for. And that in in many different ways that you may be seen somebody that's not quite ready for the mainstream fringe. Wrong. Wrong What a we rock so and
0: ball, a mega talent that oh, woman oh my is.
1: We we had a lot of humble pie. We
0: only saw her because And the reason we were scoffing was that it wasn't something that we would normally see, but we like her from a show called Drunken History.
1: Yes, the UK version.
0: Where if you haven't seen it, you need to see it because it's where people, they get people drunk and then they have them uh, give it like a history lesson. Mm. The Tutankhamen one is my favorite one. I think it's your favorite one, Dookie. Yes. And then they have people recreate the history scenes... And, of course, it's because the people are drunk. So, of course, it's not completely accurate, but very, very funny. Mm. And Pippa was in one of the recreation scenes in the Tutankhamen one. And she was just... wonderful. Yes. ...funderful dookie. So we went to see her thinking, well, we liked her in Drunken History, but it's free and... It's on at 1.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, like,
1: whatever. At a pub called Bannerman's in Edinburgh, where I've had the pleasure of playing. Yes. And... The blurb that she had in the fringe The blurb doesn't the do program, her justice. Did not do her justice at all. And Sticky floors in that pub. Yeah, oh my word, very sticky yes. Sticky floors.
0: But the venue behind was very nice. I they think the Volvo in.
1: may actually have been parked it in there. It might have been stuck in there. Yeah, it's simply, it simply cannot drive away on account of the stickiness factor on the. She
0: was a raging ball of mega talent. My word. Mega talent. Uh, and also,
1: Sarah Kendall. Sarah Kendall, who we've seen many, many times, both in London and at the Fringe. Sarah Kendall, her star is on the
0: Ascent. So see her now while you can, because she's just she's a flame haired goddess who's originally from Australia, who now lives in London. But even if you don't live in London, you will get to see her because her star is on the Ascendancy. And we met her afterwards. And she was very lovely and gracious
1: such a lovely warm present and she keeps getting better and better and her, has really found her niche as a performer.
0: She's very wonderful and Foil Arms and Hog, the three lovely sketch performers from Ireland. Mm. Now the fact that they were not nominated for the Edinburgh Prize And a certain raging vegan puppet was... Yes. ...is a fact that fills me with rage.
1: I'm dumbfounded.
0: Yeah, we're all pretty... You know, Sarah Kendall should have been on there. Uh, Foil Arms and Hog should have been on there. Uh, Pippa should have been on there. You know, John and,
1: Hastings as well.
0: Oh, uh, John Hastings. Uh, now, he was really good too. He was amazing. You know, just a, another raging ball of mega talent telling a story about, you know, a pretty dark story about a murder mm. that was for real. And at the same time, he made it hell hilarious. And yeah, I don't know why, why these raging, you know, we need less anger in the world
1: here here but
0: you know i don't want to come over sounding like some hippie uh andy saltzman's pretty good but a lot of what he says goes over my head
1: in many ways you have to be british and have a really really solid understanding of british politics and marsha you're a recent transplant yeah you still get
0: it but you know i like uh, i like him and I, i you know i probably shouldn't objectify people like this i do love the way he looks he looks really cool he looks like a mad professor mm. and you know i'm not objectify well yeah i am objectifying but you know again like in a good way right if you objectify somebody but it's kind of like you know not being sexist but kind of being nice isn't that good <laughs>
1: absolutely right so Taking like, a like
0: uh, yeah, Taking should I hole. just keep, you know, we're all so, you know, I'm paranoid nowadays about offending anybody. You know, don't listen,
1: don't send me death threats. All right. That's all I'm saying. Andrews Altzman is a national treasure. He's behind a fantastic podcast called The Bugle and his sister. Helen Zaltzman is also a national treasure and is one half of the duo who are responsible for Answer Me This. So there's something in the DNA of that family. Foil Arms and Hog. those three young Irishmen, I was looking at them like, how do you think
0: of this stuff? I mean, that was just genius. They had a, one of them played being a mobile phone. Mm. And it was like both incredible
1: and hilarious. Mm.
2: They were At a the powerhouse time comedies.
0: Again, see them because they are not going to be amongst us mere mortals much longer. No. See them. See Pippa. See Sarah
1: Kendall. See John Hastings. John Hastings. He's Canadian, but he lives in London. Canadian lives in the UK. He made me proud to be Canadian. Yes. And I'm not... And he made me proud to be British, and he's not.
0: He made me proud to wear uh, fuchsia white fronts. <laughs> okay, if you yeah. see his publicity photo, do you? You know what, though? Do you think that other people are bigging us up on? You know, because I kind of think they should.
1: Absolutely. You know, I yes.
0: might have lived here for a little while, and you kind of get that competitiveness mm. knocked out of you a little bit when you when you live in Britain. I'm still like you. would you might not know this, but I'm still, like, mega, mega competitive. So inside, I'm like, yeah, but I think other people should big us up too, right?
1: Absolutely, yes. Shout from the rooftops. Yeah. If you love the Dookie radio show. Yeah,
0: shouldn't <laughs> they? Hooray. Right? Let's be American about it, Dookie, right?
1: Dookie, Marsha, Yeah,
0: we're great. Sylvia. Yeah, we rock. And so, you know, I'm competitive. Yes. But yeah. But that that doesn't mean that I don't wish well on other people, which is why we're bigging them up, right? Because I just want talent to out. And these people are really... I feel like we're missing someone.
1: Mary Lynn Rice Cup. Yeah, she's pretty good. From 24 and Larry Sanders show. I want to be her friend. She is fab. I'm she's, a big fan of her work. and She, she reminds yourself. She's very, very similar to Yeah,
0: serve. I think that's why we they like her.
1: They even look a little bit alike. Yeah,
0: they look a little bit alike, and I bet she's got some pervy weirdos that really like her. Cause she, did she played Chloe on 24? Yes. Yeah, I bet she's got a lot of pervy she weirdos. She has a hat. lot
1: of uh, nerdy fans. Yeah. There were a number in the audience.
0: Yeah, I, I want to be her friend. Yeah, she's, that was pretty she
1: cool. She comes from the Janine Garofalo school of comedy.
0: Well, we all know how we feel about Janine on this show. Yes, yes. I have touched her arm.
1: I saw her tights. She showed them to we me. We sound
0: really pervy, but on this show... <laughs> it's all Janine, if you're listening, you are like our goddess. Because she is just... Does she remind you of Marcia?
1: There's a similarity in Outlook and being... She
0: can play me in the movie of my life.
1: to potential detractors.
0: Yeah, I think that i do worship at the altar of the garofalo i have to say i do yeah i mean she's just yeah she's amazing i've loved her my whole life practically
1: talking of love we also loved shit-faced shakespeare
0: oh yeah that was pretty funny that you Like, I texted a friend about that, and he said I'd have to be shit-faced to see Shakespeare. And I was like, yeah, that, you would think that. Like, you go dr- get drunk and go see it. But actually, it's the other way around, where one of the performers is drunk. Yes. And they do it in a really controlled, you know, looking after each other kind of way. And that guy was pretty funny.
1: He was He brilliant. was really funny. And what a great way to dissect Shakespeare while performing it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was pretty shit-faced.
1: And from a, a classically trained... Shakespeare performance troupe. You'd have to know that stuff backwards and forwards (laughs) to be able
0: I mean uh, to be able to because you could see how they were like even though he was shit faced he was like tracing back his lines so that he could remember his next one because he knows it so well Hmm. he's like rewinding a cassette tape just so that he could go forward but he was a really funny guy.
1: And also it was quite clear that because every show of that particular performance is different because the same uh, member of the troupe can't get drunk every night. No. So they alternate. It's
0: different every night by yeah, the sounds of it.
1: People going four times in a row to be able to see the little variations from one drunk at night uh, to the other.
0: Well, I looked at the line to get in the big purple cow because, you know, that's a venue. It's a big upside down purple cow, mm. right? It's not. I'm not making that up. And, you know, it clearly. I'm a
1: vegan. And I don't appreciate those yeah, exactly. meat references. Yeah,
0: I'm starting to you're hate You're going it. in a cow. Do you know what the cow yeah. feels like? What are you, a purple puppet? Anyway, so, and the, the, the line was split, right? And I just saw like 10 people and I was like, oh my God. You know, that's going to be like when 10 people in an airplane hangar. That's going to be kind of awkward. And it turns out the rest of the line was wrapped around the purple cow. And there's like 300 people there. And these people more. were like diehard fans, mm. man. I mean, yeah, that was a good way to spend an hour.
1: A great way to learn about Shakespeare. Hilarious and yeah. just a lot of fun. A like lot Shakespeare of fun. without the boring crap. Talking of Shakespeare, Scottish falsetto, sock puppets. Well, we just love embraced them. Embraced Shakespeare this they year. They did.
0: And they're just untouchable because they're just so... Just look them up online. They're just wonderful. What can you say as sock puppets?
1: We have seen them each and every fringe here, 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 here. Really lovely. Also, we saw Notflix, which is (gasps) a a play on words of uh, How could we forget Notflix? Oh, my gosh. Notflix do improvised musicals based on films that members of the audience suggest to them. And at first I thought they do little mini-musicals, but no, one person in the audience had seen the... The Wedding Crashers. The Wedding Crashers. There are other films, my word. And with a pianist and a, a percussionist to keep the, the songs uh, a-moving... Raging
0: balls of mega-talent. of,
1: of five or six like women. Like five or
0: six young women raging balls of mega-talent.
1: Raging. Absolutely brilliant
0: And they should have been nominated All these people should have been nominated for And Sock Puppets Should be nominated for the Edinburgh Award And because I think we should reward talent So we're going to reward them on the Dookie radio show And we're going to say all of you The Sock Puppets and Andy Saltzman John Hastings Netflix Shit Shakespeare Sarah Kendall, Marilyn Rice Cobb um, Pippa Evans uh, Milo McCabe One. you all win the Dookie Radio Show Edinburgh Friends award equally
1: and we'd like to thank you very much yay it should be noted how nice we are because the people that we didn't like we've protected them we protected the names of the guilty
0: may they find joy and peace in their
1: lives Here. here. I truly wish that. Now where the fuck is the Volvo?
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to make you some more ziti. Mm, say something else that's not funny.
2: Yeah, boy. Gonna analyze
1: this. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yes, who's the next patient? I'm ready to do the analysis. Welcome to Analyze This, where yours truly dissects a given song to reveal its true essence. In this instalment, we feature a tune from the Todd Rundgren-fronted band Utopia. The song we'll be examining is Road to Utopia from their nearly eponymous album Adventures in Utopia. This is by no means a classic song. Do not be frustrated if you haven't heard it before. That isn't the point. But it's an interesting little ditty that fuses together a weird hodgepodge of prog, both traditional and modern for 1979, as well as elements that would sound worthy of a cheesy Broadway musical. Not to mention sections, all of these in the same song, mind you, that would not be out of place as the theme tune for an American sitcom of the era. Let's investigate. The Road to Utopia begins with a haunting analog synth and morse code infused fade-in. This is followed by a guitar with what I presume to be a Roland or Boss Chorus effect, delivering an arpeggio that wouldn't be out of place on Russia's Permanent Waves album or on a B-side by the police. Some heavily compressed Yamaha CP electric piano gets added into the mix. With the Morse code motif carrying on its slightly annoying cacophony behind the intro, a second guitar delivers some moody, single-note melodic might of the sustained variety. And then the rhythm section kicks in, featuring a nice dirty Rickenbacker bass sound, and the tune takes on a bit of an early Genesis, Steve Hackett era style. So we've had a little bit of the flavour of early Genesis. Now it turns into a rush, Hemisphere's album-style drop-down. I like it. But then the track turns into what can best be described as the sound of a, an American sitcom theme
2: song. It's a typical on the road to Utopia.
1: Chad and Emer were just looking for perfection. But little did they know that they had already found it in each other. And here's where it goes a bit Broadway musical. A second verse and chorus keep up the mid-Atlantic prog hybrid with American television theme and Broadway influences vibe, until we get to the guitar solo, which is pure Alex Lifeson. but this section then gets followed by a middle eight that sounds like ELO doing incidental cheesy disco music for the film Flashdance. to this disparate cocktail of strange influences, Utopia then give a nod to the Beatles' Tomorrow Never Knows. Regular listeners to the Dookie Radio Show will know of my disdain for fade-outs, but with a track as Frankenstein-like and weird as this one... I don't mind it at all. Utopia, I forgive you.
0: Uh, Tell me how you want to get everything perfectly lined up. Uh.
1: Sylvia, normally you present scintillating situations in your city. This one's in every city. Yes. Well. Every city in which you can access...
0: Netflix. Yes, I don't mean to discriminate against people who might not have Netflix.
1: I am sorry. I live on Baffin Island in Canada, and uh, we do not have access to Netflix. I am so sorry.
0: I'm very sorry, Mr. Mann. I don't want to offend you. I- I'm very sorry. You can come to my house, and you can watch Netflix. Ah, I'll be there. Does now. that make it better? In a So, and also Dogwoof. I think we should give a shout out to Dogwoof.
1: Yes, Netflix. It used to be kind of like the MySpace of the film streaming world. Did it? A lot of films which you had no regret missing many, many years ago. Oh, Netflix is quite new to me, so I didn't know that. Indeed. So, you know, you're kind of going through all the films and like, oh, do I really want to see... Shanghai surprise. You know, probably not. Maybe uh, not. Freddie gets fingered. You know, do you need Maybe to see no. this? Ah, Freddie got fingered. That's with Tom Green. He's Canadian, but has never been to Baffin Island.
0: Is that about making a trifle? Uh, with, like, lady fingers? Kind
1: of. Kind of. Yeah, okay. w- with a difference. Oh, OK. The one thing which Netflix is amazing uh, with, the original programming is quite good. Obviously... And probably most famously, Orange is the New Black.
0: Yes. And... Which you and Marcia like a lot. Yes.
1: Okay. It's all about Crazy Eyes.
0: Yes, she's very wonderful. I haven't really watched it, but I, I know Crazy Eyes and I know that she's very wonderful. She is. And... We tried to go see her play over here, and you couldn't get tickets for love nor money. My word! Oh my no, god! You
1: could for money. You, if oh you, god! Yeah.
0: Lots of money yeah. It's like I, I, you know, I could, I would really like to go see this play. I don't know that I want to see it like three hundred and seventy-five pounds worth.
1: No, I'm sure like, that Crazy wow. Eyes is phenomenal. Clearly, a lot of comfortable shoe wearers have a disposable income that uh, my overshare worldling ten.
0: I mean, the, mm. yes, I'm sorry we missed it, but Dogwoof. We love them because of their logo. It's a profile of a dog. And because they're called Dog Woof and because they make documentaries about really amazing people. And I'm gonna name them now, Dookie, and could I please have Pretentious Amnesty? Of course. Okay, so do I need to have like a you know, I think I need a sound effect for Pretentious Amnesty. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm covered by Pretentious Amnesty
1: yeah yes
0: (laughs) that's the seal of uh, amnesty against sounding like a pretentious ass
1: you have a seal to protect you from
0: so documentaries we have seen by made by dogwood productions are documentaries on peggy guggenheim yes that was very good robert maplethorpe yes that was amazing very very good not so pretentious i think you can take off my pretentious amnesty now yeah okay thank you so uh, janice joplin
1: ah little girl blue Uh, that's a fine documentary none of it uh, was filmed or shown in baffin island where i live i am so sorry (gasps) wiener
0: if you're listening to this podcast in like september 2016 wiener is very topical at the moment That was an amazing documentary.
1: It's absolutely fabulous. I thought I
0: was going to hate it because I usually don't like hearing about politicians who act in unsavory ways. But it was fascinating. Really fascinating. So that was amazing. Oh, and did I see the Janis Joplin one on there? Yes,
1: Little Girl Blue.
0: That was really, really amazing too. And I just love her anyway. But that was amazing. And who else have we seen? Iris. Oh, the documentary about Iris, the uh, fashionista who is now approximately older than Irene. Um, And she's amazing. You just fall in love with her. If you've already seen these and I'm like, teaching your grandmother to suck eggs kind of thing. Please forgive me.
1: I am so sorry, but eggs are not readily available here on Baffin Island.
0: I just want to say that these are things that you can do and see that I would recommend if you haven't seen them in these
1: darkening days of fall. Another thing which... Autumn. I Yes, you decided to make it mid-Atlantic. I appreciate that. Another thing about Netflix I quite like are the low-budget documentaries involving fandoms. Yes. Trekkies has been doing the rounds and is a... Yes. Uh, a ...series of films which celebrate fans of Star Trek. But, care of Netflix, I've found films about people that love... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Back to the Future. And it got me thinking that... Nobody has done a documentary, a fan doc, if you will, yes. about fan docs. So you get loads and loads of people who meet up. Like people like us? Yes. Okay. And it's going to be, you know, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to do Trekkies or are you going to do the Ghostbusters one? Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! Yes! Stick it that on! That's good for you, but uh, not here for me on Baffin Island. A Netflix doc about
0: Netflix addicts dookie the next time we're sitting in this studio yes i think that we should have a camera crew all around us filming us my pores
1: are not even that big yeah
0: could you get the camera away from me because like my pores are not even that small Cindy Crawford quote yeah that is
1: a quote from from a documentary the
0: what's it called I think it's called unzipped unzipped it was a documentary in the early 90s about the wonderful fashion designer Isaac Mizrahi Mm. which is another great name for me um and yes it was all about him that was a really good I have that
1: on dvd right because I loved it so much it's probably available on Netflix and if it isn't it should be zipped. so we could have like a fan doc about fans of fan docs
0: yes and
1: a talking heads show yes about talking heads shows
0: yeah people who make their whole career now of being talking heads
1: absolutely yes.
0: like who's that guy who always shows up on the music
1: docs Um I think morley yeah morley
0: is that all he i mean i'm sure mr morley if you're listening i'm sure that's not all you do it's just that it appears that that's all you do to me who's not in that world mm,
1: it's kind of all that he does now unfortunately talented man it's just you know hey listen
0: if you're doing a talking Heads
1: talk, you pay me enough i'll come along and talk about the 80s or whatever it's like i really love those you know you know i heart 19 you know 80 whatever you know you get like kate Fordson talking about stuff it's wonderful
0: yeah we could do a talking heads uh television series about talking heads i'm gonna shut up now dookie and I'm going to go watch some Netflix.
1: You need some Netflix and chill, man.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go Netflix and chill. I watch the streets. I like to listen. I'm going to tell you what I heard. Overheard. Yeah, so we're walking down one of the roads in Edinburgh and we're going to one of the shows and a couple of people in front of us, I think they were Americans, because everybody in, in in Edinburgh in uh, August is either American or, you know, n- not American. And
1: Excuse me, I'm from Canada.
0: Yeah, Canada. And what I overheard one of them asked the other was... What would you rather have done? A month here at the Fringe or...
1: We didn't hear the rest of it. it?
0: What's the rest of that sentence? Uh, Message us with the rest of that. Indeed. Or... Or a month-long... Water skiing in Lake Tahoe? I don't know what the rest of that
1: question is. Or a month of intensive Swahili lessons. Or. A month of. Doing. Frying churros what? in Mexico City?
0: Yes. Who a would month do that of for a working
1: month? with the, the Peace Corps. Yeah,
0: uh, a month spent on a kibbutz.
1: A month of. Uh, working at an animal sanctuary.
0: A month of Wednesdays.
1: A month of fuck it. A month of Wednesdays.
0: Yeah, a month of Wednesdays. I don't know what. <laughs> that sounds like a. I don't know. Our Wednesdays. Wednesdays are really not, You don't want a month of.
1: Is that where you, know, a you solid month? Is that where you're running like an Adams family lookalike oh, yeah, event every that, day of the week, and you, you pretty, get to find Wednesday Adams? That's yeah. That That's... that something. I mean, to be fair, a month at the Fringe would be better than that, but still. I don't know if I can do... Is a month of Wednesdays actually a legitimate phrase?
0: I haven't had a normal job in a really long time, but I remember that. Remember that feeling on Wednesday? Like, oh God,
1: there's still two days to go. Somebody kill me. When I was touring North America, whenever we were listening to the radio and Wednesday made its presence known... My goodness, the DJs on the morning zoo type program—it's hump day. We've got whoa, hey, it's an amazing hump day here. But hey, make sure you're not too depressed because we've got you know that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, I don't that know. That was if,
1: very bad DJ. Could
0: you? Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal I with edit that. Something that. I hated that kind of stuff even when I lived in the states. Uh, what? I don't think. Could you do a month at the fringe? I mean, my God, I'd have to. Firstly, you get scurvy, right? Because all you're eating is pizza. And And haggis. And you guys were having veggie or ve- otherwise. vegetarian haggis. So veggie I was-
1: haggis. My, w-
0: my word is beautiful. I, I got to say that even as a meat eater, I'm not. Yeah, that stuff is pretty good, actually. I mean, it just is a thing. You don't eat it anyway.
1: It just dawned on me. What? The two North Americans that we heard having a chat. Yeah. May have been on the performance side of things. And the idea being you performed here in Edinburgh for a month. And then comparing what you could have done with your career or in your real yeah, life outside of a month all of that
0: on uh, James Corden's show.
1: Yeah, well, you couldn't like, spend what like write, as a writer maybe.
0: I don't know. All I know is not like
1: uh, James Corden's gonna have the same guest on every day for a month.
0: Oh yeah, and we're really grounded in reality with the whole Wednesday Adams thing. This is pretty good that time is... to get bureaucratic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could be taking place.
0: Autocratic, some kind of cratic. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know, we were in we were in Edinburgh for a week, and I haven't. Be- like, you
1: pronounced it correctly once, and then you. Yeah, you know, it comes. You and decided goes. to make it. German. I haven't
0: been able to get out of bed for a week, but that's also because the whiskey drinking that we started up there has carried on down here in London. Because of the car. Yes. And the fact that I have to keep making you ziti for the rest of my life to make it up
1: to you. Listeners, this is very much brought on by Marsha herself. Shit happens, we got through it. I like ziti, though, so I yeah, appreciate I'd that. Yeah, I'd be milking it if I were th- your best. No, uh, just... You need to make me more. The lesson. Where from... are you buying the ingredients, though? That's what I want to know.
0: The lesson from this whole thing is people... You got one of them key fob things that locks and unlocks your car. Hold on to it for all you're worth. Because the repercussions are like ripples in a lake. They start with a teeny little thing. And they will disrupt your entire life
2: forever.
1: So a month at the fringe or a month of i suppose drowning your sorrows because of a lost volvo or certainly a lost fob
0: all hail the volvo
1: all hail scottish whiskey there are other spirits hey mario do you know what i want nah how am i supposed to know what you really want well i'm gonna tell you I wanna. What? I wanna. What? I really, 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 really wanna. Hey, ain't that the Spice coils? No, it's not, buddy. They won't be invented for another 50 years. So what do you want, then? A dwarf. A dwarf? Yes, a dwarf. You mean like a, a little poison? Or a midget. A midget? Yes, a midget. But 70 years into the future, when people be listening to this, It'll be politically incorrect to say the word midget. Well, I don't want to be incorrect or political. So what's with the dwarfs then? I'll tell ya. Dwarfs, give me dwarfs, I need dwarfs. How come you want them so bad?
2: Dwarfs, I
1: want dwarfs, any
2: kind of dwarfs. Don't call them a
1: midget. Dwarfs in videos, music promo videos. We've
2: got the dwarfs and we've got the vids. Dwarfs in videos.
1: In the last instalment of the Dookie Radio Show, Dwarves and Videos featured Oingo Boingo's Little Girls, a track that caused very interesting reactions from our listeners. But more about that another time. The Danny Elfman-fronted LA Band feature once again in the segment as a video for the track Stay, which was released in 1988, features two dwarves who are working as stagehands in the Wild West set music promo. Here's a little snippet of the song. Well, that's your lot. I can't stress how great it was to have Sylvia Silversmith and Marsha MacDonald back in the studio again. Lost fobs, missing Volvo, supermarket class wars, fan docs about fan doc addicts and some decidedly musical geekery with Utopia being featured and Analyze This. Talking of which, the full-length version of that Frankenstein of a track will feature at the end of this episode. You've been listening to Fob Off The Fringe, my name is Dookie and I've been your host. May the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppany rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Rice book. Click on your mouse to our Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find, it will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show, the Dukey Radio Show.